Thanks for tuning in to Culture Car ATX. I'm your co-host, Michael Ward Jr., here with Donald Scott II. Our goal at Culture Crawl ATX is to change the world one conversation at a time. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, we're outside, mm-hmm. sitting, chilling, drinks, mm-hmm. kids at the park, mm-hmm. getting ready to record a Culture Crawl podcast, mm-hmm. and I think it would be um, relevant to talk about our reintroduction into the world, right? I, I think um, people have been talking, using different language, post-COVID, pre-COVID, return to normalcy. Uh, I think that what we're going to do is find a way to minimize the trauma of returning back to work. I think that's the biggest, uh, that's going to be the biggest challenge for a lot of people uh, is going back into the office, becoming busy again with commute and structured timelines. Even now, you know, I just recently uh, got school school supplies for for the two boys, uh, and then I started thinking, damn, we're gonna have to wake up at six. We're gonna have to have them out of the door by seven. School is seven thirty. All of that means it's gonna be a very busy lifestyle again, uh, and work will want more of us right i don't know if we'll be able to be done at five o'clock on a friday anymore once we get you know back to normalcy i I don't know it'd be interesting because they've asked for so much and then they think they've been so lenient but now we already hear them preparing to make us come back to the office even though coronavirus is not done right in in different parts of the world our colleagues are still isolated, wearing masks, and are still dealing with people passing away. But here in, in the great state of Texas, I can go into the Walmart without my mask, and I've just recently gotten my return to work email uh, slated for week of September 7th. Wow. So, you know, there's going to be this disconnect globally. And actually, one of my colleagues, uh, an Israeli dude, he said, they're already back in the office. Nobody's wearing masks, and COVID doesn't exist there. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's going to be tra- I don't know if it will be as traumatic as when the kids didn't go back to school after uh, spring break. But I do think that there's going to be something that triggers people and their ability to navigate going back to work, which I think is most synonymous with, like, the post-COVID world. Yeah, I, I definitely hear you on that and definitely agree. When you look across the board and just given how people are now adapting to what the new normal is and what the process of that looks like, you know, you're focusing on, on the workplace, which is definitely going to be uh, a sense of a um, controversial topic yeah, and what right. that looks like that's because right. certain people don't want to go back to the commute, to go back to being yeah. locked into a, to a structured time and what they have to do, especially because we've, we've proven that you do not have to be inside the office in order to work. Yeah, to be productive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Be as productive as possible. Right. right. There's been a, a whole year has have been, have been spent, you know, really showing the, the test case for that and what needs to be done. 
and now individuals realize that you know to, to quote uh, episode 33 of culture called the American <laughs> trap <laughs> is that you don't need to be working X amount of hours just working right now yeah. you can spend time doing other things and actually be productive citizens um, of this country so now I think in order for us to really have the the right re-entry back into the, mm-hmm. the workplace or into society it's going to take more of us as people to voice our opinion right to say, hey, we actually don't want to do X, Y, Z versus just going with the normal routine of what things were last year. Because yeah. it doesn't make sense for us to automatically act as if we were not just back a pandemic, right? So what are the adjustments that we're making? What are the changes that we're making? What are we, what are we keeping from what we've learned during mm-hmm. COVID to apply mm-hmm. to the new life today? Um, and even, you know, you mentioned Walmart, you could go into Walmart with no mask, but other places, they still require you to wear a mask depending on the type of business, right? So, so now it's coming down to the independence, independency of the business owners and what they decide to do depending on the location and what the employees want or don't want to do because you have a mixed population of people that have gotten vaccinated, those that haven't gotten vaccinated, those that don't want to get vaccinated, those that are waiting to see if the vaccine is actually working, right? Yep. So you have a whole, you have a diverse population of people that are tackling this issue. So your policy somewhat has to be diverse as well to accommodate the fact that certain people are saying, I'm never gonna go back into the office and I'm gonna wear my mask for the remainder of my life because I'm not gonna get vaccinated either. Right. Wow. So now, so yeah. now it's like, okay, now how, how do we accommodate that individual and that person given the change in our society today and what we're seeing and what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, the other thing is um, who is empowered? I think when, when nobody could go into the office, the power was taken from the corporations to determine what it is we are free to do. But now as I hear the return to work conversation, Although I'm not a part of them, so I can't say for sure. But I, I've not received a survey right, that right. asked me how I feel about returning to work. Yeah, my wife actually brought that up in her team meeting. You guys should probably survey us and see what our, what yeah. our idea is about right. going back to work. But instead, it seems like the, the corporations are going to take the power and just tell us, y'all are back. I, I've seen a couple people's, I've seen a different, um, different people's emails telling them that it's time to come back to work and one person's email was basically like um, something like everything is fine now we know you guys have been looking forward to coming back to work so y'all can go ahead and plan on being back to work it, it didn't even <laughs> say like we, we've listened we've asked we've, we've uh, deliberately planned a return to the offices like nah uh, we've been waiting for you guys to get back in this office Come on, get back in this office. Well, I got to say that my company has been very uh, different with that policy in that they are doing... Is it still recording? Yes, still recording. Okay, cool. They're doing the voluntary return to office starting Uh, in July, and then it's completely voluntary. Next month? Yeah, next month. Yeah, but it's voluntary, right? Like, And you got reasons for why you might want to go back. And then three months later, they're going to do the tiered return, and even then... Like, because of the work we do and the teams, you know, they're like, you know, we're going to try to be as flexible as possible. Oh, so they're not okay. trying to force people back because they realized we were able to show mm-hmm. how productive our teams no, could nah. be um, you know that while being that. remote, Go back over the while working from home. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we were already, you know, you given our division, listen. our team, we're a technical team. And so 
it was already assumed that you know our work could be done from anywhere in the world. It's mm -hmm. just you know did, were the um, was the technology there to support it? And now they're like, oh, we scaled up this technology to support a whole company of you know twenty thousand people. And so now they're like, okay, we gonna be flexible um, about it. So there's not really a a forced return in the same sense, but there is a we gonna get back to the office. And actually, what this caused for us at least was a shift in the way of the old school leadership way of thinking and that mm. now we actually are hiring people and they're like nah they could just be fully remote. remote yeah and that's a huge shift for us mm. so i'm noticing something completely different from my company i mean you know there's even a gentleman that's on my team that was talking about he wanted to be remote in another state and because he's a senior member on my team he's like oh yeah my leadership was like we fully support that like right he could do that right yeah. right see and that's what i mean by what are some of the things that we're keeping during covid right mm -hmm. so the things that that we're keeping so for example you know my organization everybody's remote <laughs> like you don't have an office right so everybody's virtual we got people in new york people in dallas that that's what we do on our side and some companies are gonna do that say hey you could be completely remote mm -hmm. or you could do a hybrid you could come to the office if you want to because there's definitely some benefit of going into the office and seeing people for sure hundred yeah, yeah, percent right there's only certain things you yeah. can do in person that you cannot do online we get that however it comes down to okay but now what does that time commitment look like right mm -hmm. you know and you mentioned th this idea of control and that me. That's what I think what it comes down to is, you know, corporations and leadership trying to control their employees, right? Just mm -hmm. saying, hey, you know, you you are going to be in the office. We want to see you. We want to know that you're doing X, Y, Z. And that, that goes back to somewhat of a control slash trust um, between your employees right. and what can actually happen, right? So that, that, that's a whole deeper conversation around that. Um, but even outside the workplace, just looking at as bars, right? Here in mm -hmm. Texas, yeah, bars, bars are bar back up, you know. I know, right? Yeah. Full on open. Full on yeah. open. And when, when I go out, mind you, like, I, even though even though I, I'm taking necessary, necessary precautions, when I go out, I do not go around crowds. I am still yeah. off to the side, you know, I'm going to walk around. I don't like people to be right behind me in lines. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not going to do that. But I see other people right there next to each other, buddy, buddy. And I'm like, nah, y'all doing way too much for me. <laughs> way too much. I was just up in Dallas uh, this past weekend. And the feeling that I had was that people have absolutely forgotten that a month ago, we were socially distanced, mm -hmm. wearing masks everywhere. Like, mm -hmm. they were out, close, partying, yelling, laughing, which means they was sneezing and breathing all over each other. All over each other. <laughs> uh, you know, you figure six months ago, there's no way you're going... Six months ago, there was no space to speak to someone you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, we back. You know what I'm saying? Spitting yeah. the hottest of lines. And yeah. I'm like... <laughs> I'm well, like, see, that's... Like, that's to me, that's that's the human condition, right? Like humans, we're social animals, yeah. and so for this to be like, we gonna shut everything down, no, for a year. We're recording so. For a year or more, right? It's now been more than. It's been more than a year. Uh, yeah, because March. More than, yeah, March was March twenty twenty. They didn't let us go. Yeah. So to to say that we gonna not see people, not connect, people not gonna go to the club, not gonna turn up. You're not going to go in spit hot lines right. for over a year. Just sit over there. That's, that's, um, that's a lot to ask of humans who are extremely social creatures. And so now I'm not surprised that 
you know, we're even breaking political lines. Where it used to be political, where it was like, you're not wearing a mask. Oh, I know who you are. I know oh, who you yeah, rolling for. I was for. just saying that to somebody. And where you yeah. wearing a mask, you're like, I know who you rolling for. Now it's like, nah, I just want to be out. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, Actually, now it's, it's just, I just want to be out. Bit, yeah, uh, it is regional. It is my very buddies much up north. This was maybe a couple weeks back. It was still cold in Chicago, and they had on jackets and masks. And I was like, oh, we still doing that? Because <laughs> I had on shorts, no mask. You know what I mean? And so now it's like, what is normal and what is okay? But the reality of the situation is that COVID isn't gone. I yes, we're vaccinated. I know, right? Yeah, it's like, it's, but it's, it's very much like gone. the numbers. Yeah. So, like, I was just thinking, will teachers still wear masks in schools yep. even though the kids are fully back? Yeah, because look at workers, right? You go yeah. into Walmart, even though you can wear, yeah. you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. The they employees are still wearing masks because it's a liability on top of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but, know at yeah. at like my daughter's school, she's in a, a preschool, it's a private school, but still, like they're all, they're still, they still for the most part have very strict protocols. Mm. Like we got to sign these kids in every morning, mm. make sure you know go down the checklist. Did they sneeze? Did they blah blah blah? Did they blah? And so they still have very strict protocols and she's been in school in person mm-hmm. and so they're carrying that forward for the new year you know and so I could imagine that you know them teachers would still wear and then yeah when you go to some business they are wearing masks mm-hmm. you know I pulled up the drive through in and out yesterday they all have masks on like oh, you know okay. so you know people at the job sites are wearing a mask it's just we might be able to roll in because you know we vaccinated whatever mm-hmm. and not necessarily wear our masks now contrast that with again my company they did state according to cdc guidelines when people do return to the office if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask yeah so that's that that was interesting to me because i was like oh okay so we are just moving forward with this okay yeah, cool yeah, like yeah. you know and, and then it's also uh if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask but we can't ask you if you're vaccinated yeah that's so true. yeah that's illegal. Yeah. that that puts all the people who wasn't who never wanted to wear a mask anyway they're free and clear again <laughs> yeah well te- technically yes technically speaking yes and that's that goes back to like a trust system right yeah. so you're supposed to be able to trust your fellow man and woman your fellow people your mm. fellow neighbor um so that's where that comes into play but you're right right there's no 100 percent guarantee that you know that the person who's next to you without a mask has been vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? So because of that, we have to continuously act as if the entire population is not, not vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, and that's the disconnect. Yeah, because because, we out here acting like everybody's gotten vaccinated. Mm-hmm. See, and that's the thing. So like, so even <laughs> if we did reopen, we should have reopened with the same following of the guidance. Okay, you know, if you are vaccinated, this is what you're able to do, and if you're not vaccinated, well, this is what you're able to do. However, if you come to X Y Z places, this is what this looks like. Yeah. Right. So I think that's where the disconnect is, and where you see a lot of division yeah. because because. Was it? I think the last numbers I saw, Texas was only thirty percent vaccinated, yeah, and I see know. more than thirty yeah, percent people yeah, out. Yeah, out. Yeah, so, yeah, everybody's yeah, out. Yeah, right? Everyone's out. Yeah. 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 So they, I don't, they, they, I don't know what these numbers force. are. What I haven't seen though is is anybody even talking about like the hospitalization numbers or infection rates? Like, are yeah, infections see, that, just gone away? Just There's no more news like, anymore. That just seems like a like ghost to me now. Like I remember in the beginning, obviously it was like, oh my god, our hospitals are full. Yeah. Right. Like y'all need to go somewhere else, and now it's like. I don't know, like, I rolled into the doctor's office the other day, and it was like, it didn't seem like a big deal, like, no one was really talking about it, but I have to believe, you know, and I'm not dialed into it like that, like, I'm not searching for this COVID people getting hospitalized news, Right. but right. 
I got to imagine that. Yeah, I got to imagine that that dashboard is is still there and people mm. are still, you know, dealing with this very real virus. You know. Yeah, yeah I really don't know what's going on in Texas. I'm actually gonna look it up right now and see because I haven't seen anything about new COVID nineteen cases in Texas. Yeah, but, it's not it's not in the news anymore. And I think you know if you think about. And, and we always talk about population control via the media. But there's always the narrative that the media wants to ensure is available to everyone. And the narrative right now is like travel, yeah, spend money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, get ready to go back to work. That's, yep. that's basically everything I've, I've yeah. been seeing. I mean, I just you read, know, what was it, uh, at... Um, Austin Bergstrom, there or just in airline air, airports in general, they're like, yeah, TSA is about to staff up because mm-hmm. they're expecting like, yeah, everyone is everybody. about to be traveling. <laughs> like, yeah. you see, and that brings up you know the new opportunities that mm-hmm. are now post COVID, right? Quote unquote post COVID. It's like looking at all the things now that are coming up as options and for ways for you to generate opportunities or income or revenue. Um, because of this of this pandemic, so yes, entertainment is definitely going to go back to the mm-hmm. it's going to go to skyrocket. Now you have individuals doing hybrid shows, right? So not just in person, but also online. Mm-hmm. You mentioned traveling. I just saw something that um, American Airlines is acting like over two hundred plus direct flights out of Austin. Um, so they <laughs> wow. they have direct flights to Amsterdam, you know, that are coming here to Austin. Yeah. So just thinking about how many people are number one moving, right? So now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I can move now more places than before because of how many remote options there are. That's I right. could actually get a remote job and work anywhere in the United States. Okay, well now let me think about where I really want to move since I'm not so so much tied to location wise. So we're going to see a shift. Uh, wow, we're going to see a shift of political geography in the United States because of that. We're going to see a shift in ethnicities because of that. I mean, and even and individuals wanting to go from one climate to another just because of now. Oh, mm. the oper- the, the the industry right and the market has now changed because of what COVID has done. And what has opened up and given these opportunities, and on top of that, it, it, COVID has provided an opportunity for technology to advance mm. because some somewhat the world kind of stood still for a little bit, but in, innovation didn't, right? Innovation right. was yeah. still that, happening that, behind um, the scenes. Innovation actually exponentially increased, right? See, yeah. No? yeah. So, and, and you bring, we'll have to do this on maybe, <clears throat> but uh, we're talking about. The converse, what the conversation looks like if you talk about the positive aspects of coronavirus. But in order to do that, you have to completely ignore loss of life. You got to ignore that 100%. Yeah. But then, right, accepting and appreciating the bad, the good has actually led to people being more mindful. Yeah. Uh, technology, and you mentioned it, technology rapidly advanced to support diverse teams at organizations Mm -hmm. so now they are prepared Mm -hmm. for people to work remote and i was i was thinking like you know i I got a new job i haven't i haven't met anybody so when i go into an office they're going to have to welcome me in some sort of way even though i've been an employee for six months or 12 months or however long it, it will have been uh, and so those opportunities to create new ideas, new entertainment, new team building activities, like how do you create the space for reintegrating people? It will be like, uh, 
that that mark? The blip. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the blip. Right? 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 Yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, and then we'll have the global, the global yeah. repatriation, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right? There's going to be challenges associated. It's good. We back. But now what? And how do we how do we navigate? Uh, yeah, yeah so which would be interesting. When you uh, you start you well, you did say this like the, you know the the mindfulness. Um, personally, obviously, like for me, I have a deep, deep, profound appreciation yeah. for like I'm an extrovert, right? So like that in personness, like once you know my life erupted in a different kind of way during COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so a deep, profound appreciation for like being with people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how 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 deep loneliness can go. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so that shit for me coming out of COVID, or I say coming out of COVID, like, you see, you got me hypnotized. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. We ain't out of COVID. Yet. No, because that's, uh, that's the you feeling. Know, but yeah, the feeling right, right now. Um, yeah, yeah. That coming, coming to a different stage of COVID, I'll say. Uh, that is like a deep profile. And I, could, I know that there are so many people around the world that can relate to that. That feeling of like, I miss people. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. I miss people, right? I miss meeting new people. I miss seeing new people. I miss hanging out with people. Um, and you know, for me on that wavelength, it's like I don't necessarily need to be in the office, <laughs> but right. it's like, but finding new people out in the world. Yeah. And and with you know, and that's the thing, right? It'd be interesting how, from a people control perspective. And this goes to that conversation too around independence, entrepreneurship, and innovation. What I've learned is that given that I don't have to wake up, eat, and shower, get some kids out of the house, drive, <laughs> get settled, then work, mm-hmm. then work, 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 and then drive again, mm-hmm. and then see the, and then, and then try to get to sleep. Businesses have been started. <laughs> you know what I mean? Investment opportunities have been pursued. <laughs> yeah. You know, like actually going back to our, our original podcast, uh, I remember, I listened to it the other day, actually, and it was like, uh, we were talking about crypto, and I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to jump in. That was just before one of our last joints, and now coming out of 2021, right, I got a portfolio, I know what wallets are, you know what I mean, DeFi, you know what I mean, like, I can talk, I can talk um, in an educated fashion about this cryptocurrency ecosystem that would not have been possible if I was still working, and the reason that's true is because crypto's been around for a really long time. But even inside of COVID, it's accelerated because people have been at home typing, typing, typing on their one job. And then with that other computer right there with that screen off, typing, typing, typing another job. You know what I'm saying? So so it'll be interesting to see what happens because freedom of opportunity gives us freedom to create. And creativity yeah, yeah. is what leads to, to independence. Mm-hmm. Right. One one kind of scary scary metric on that same level is uh, you know reading the news about people saying well stock market investments crypto too mm-hmm. they're pulling back a little bit because mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. are returning to office now so you're talking about oh we going back to the office well oh well that was fun you know like that was a right. fun ride while we had it but now we going back to the office we are gonna yeah. be in front of the, you know at the office working twenty four seven again so yeah we don't know if we're gonna have the same you know the Reddit crew is not going to be right. pumping stocks because they got work to do now. <laughs> like, right, they ain't right, going to be right. at home. Mm-hmm. Right, because you can be at home with your phone, two tablets, a phone, a, yeah. a laptop, plus listening, quote unquote, listening 
to all these meetings yeah. with somebody not talking about nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, There's two things that come to mind. So <laughs> the first thing is just talking about looking at all the opportunities that came out of COVID. And that's because, unfortunately, it takes so much pain sometimes in order to mm-hmm. actually make a decision on something, right? Yeah, that's true, too. And anytime you work with a business and they're trying to, you know, make a decision, it's like, oh, you've been going through some type of challenge for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know what's there, but you're waiting until the challenge gets so bad until you're like, all right, now we have to do something about right, it, right? right? So, you know, that's where we see a lot of innovation opportunities come out of pain and, and suffering, right, mm-hmm. and negative impact, you know, before you actually make that switch. Right, uh, right, but then right. as I think about... The, the telling of that, as you were talking about, of how some individuals have, you know, missed people, right? You know, some individuals miss being around people. And I definitely understand that because a lot of individuals have shared that same mindset with me. But it's been so interesting because I've kind of been on the other end. I've actually really enjoyed mm. being quiet, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, really yeah. enjoyed not being around people <laughs> yeah. because of how much I'm always around people and being out and engaging in the in the community, right? right so and right. mind you, and, and I moved into a new house during COVID, right? Oh. So now I got a new house and literally all I have to do is go in my backyard and I'm good. Right. <laughs> go in my backyard, pull up a chair, put some music on and like I did I'm relaxed and I'm resting. Um, but it all depends on where you are, right? In, in your career during COVID, right? You know, are you in a relationship? Are you married? Do you mm-hmm. do you have do you have like close friends you're still talking to? Right. You know, do you have a roommate or somebody? Right? So like, yeah. depending on what your situation was during COVID, that is what's really going to impact how you react and how you just dealt with COVID and what you were exposed to, mm-hmm. right? You know, were you were you going down and looking at new opportunities, or were you you know being being up? Were you laid off, right? You know, were, were you negatively impacted? Right, Did you lose right. somebody, right? So depending on. How you were impacted through COVID, that's what's going to dictate what, what the outcome is. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Good point. Right when COVID was happening, I mean, when it was like getting ramped up, tons of people were being laid off. Mm-hmm. What's happened with the, I haven't heard any news about the economy or the um, unemployment rate. Like, not that I'm paying that much so, attention anymore, but so, I haven't so seen anything. I have, yeah. So the unemployment rate has come, it's it's leveled out. It was, it was really bad. Now... We could go political with this again, okay? Right, right, right. Under our under old orange dude, it was it was it was it was on the uptick unemployment. Share with um, and then it started to crawl back as soon as almost as soon as you know Biden came into office, it started to crawl back. Um, now there were a lot of initiatives that were put into place to crawl it back, mm. but also you know some people were just comfortable yeah. <laughs> in their unemployment because of the stimulus that had happened. Oh, a right. lot of the stimulus right, right. that went well, out. Got enough money to, to keep you keep you whole. Though? Some people, yeah, if yeah. you were if you were on a certain spectrum, oh. if you weren't, I mean, you know, we are men of um, we're lucky, we're fortunate uh. in that our careers are not where some people are, but some people were like. This is better than me going to work. Yeah. Oh, because right, right, the right. amount of money y'all are saying you're gonna pay me on top wage of is what trash. exactly yeah. top of money on what you're gonna pay me, it was just way better. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that, but uh, you see, I'm always confused when they're like, some people won't go to work because welfare or stimulus, however you want to call it. But what that means is, the government does have the opportunity to at least supplement minimum wage if it wanted to if it has the money to pay people more than what they was getting paid while they were supposed to be working when you say have the money now it depends on what you mean by that because yeah, you, could, print you, them go, dollars. you could print them dollars <laughs> but i don't recommend that because it just devalues the dollar yeah, so the knows? solution is just to better manage 
the taxes that we have, which is where defund the police came into play, right? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, right, hold up, right, time. Are right. we spending how much? Is it like 40 over more? than 40% of our budget is for military? Or is it at more than 50% now, right? I'm not. I'm going to ask him when, uh, when he comes back and what that is. Military. We spend more than 40% or more than 50% of our dollars on military spend? Is it 40 or 50%? I don't know. Somebody have to look that up. Yeah, I think that knows more than forty percent for sure. And just take into that consideration is like if we had, if we were better spending or using our taxes, you know, no, this is a completely side conversation. But if we were better using our taxes, there's no reason why healthcare, food, electricity, all utilities, internet can't be paid for if we better used our tax that we we currently have. Yeah, actually, uh, I did. I didn't read the article, but um, yes. Okay, you got it. Uh, I did see the headline of an article talking about uh, somebody released the tax bill for the wealthiest, I don't know, Americans maybe. <laughs> and it's like, as a percentage, they don't pay any yeah, money because, because of the way you can structure, one, a yep. loan, mm-hmm. but two, also the way we talk about wealth. And what you get access to when you are wealthy. Yep. Whether you have that money in your pocket or not. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, these cats that are the richest, okay, that's because they're stocks. But as long as they never sell that stock, they can call mm-hmm. themselves a billionaire but not have a billion dollars. Yep. But then can go get a loan. Like, nobody's asking these cats. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're good for it. Yeah. Because I see, you know, they show up, look at my balance sheet. Taxes would have been. But now I don't have yeah. to. You're not taxing me on it, so is that real money? Meanwhile, yep. I got to pay taxes. That shit yep. pisses me off. The taxes would have been what, twenty five percent, thirty percent, forty percent in some cases. You know what I mean? But they're borrowing at two point five percent, three percent. They're making money left yeah. and right. That's why the rich get richer. Yeah, yeah. And rich I get richer. I need, I need a way to. They could at least even it out. Some, you know what I mean? For sure, for yeah, sure. They there's could. plenty, yeah, plenty of. That. And that goes back to just resetting what the standard is, right? So the standard doesn't mean everybody needs to have the same. This is why people say, oh, oh, they don't know that. That's a communist viewpoint. Or social like, no, time out. We're saying, listen here, we don't need to have people living on less than a dollar a day, right? Uh-huh. right. So that's what we're saying. We're saying time out. Let's make people have a living wage. And then from there, everybody makes above, right? right? If you do right. that, right. well, then right. now it's okay. Because you, the ultimate goal is that you should be okay with being at the bottom. If you're not okay with being at the bottom, then that's where inequity comes into play, and that's unjust. But if you're okay with being at the bottom, well, then now we did a good job with creating a great system that works for everybody, not just the wealthy. Right, right, right. Because yeah. you, you move the goalpost on what the bottom is. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Exactly. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Yeah. So, right. like, do you really need to be a billionaire? Like, fine. Okay, instead of you being 1.2 billionaire, can you be 1.1 billionaire? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah. 1.1. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, you already yeah. got, you got, you yeah. got traced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trace commas, you know. Yeah, they, and even then, one billion isn't even a lot. Like cats out here with hundreds of billions. Like, wow. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> yeah, right. You're talking Elon Musk and uh, yeah, Bezos money. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude. Actually, somebody said that the only people that's gonna have to pay taxes on that money is these ex-wives. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's, that's, and that's what's messed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny, but messed up. That really. Is. I read a. I read a on the note of uh, Musk. I read a, 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 a an article that was like he was like like trying to like it was like a pity piece where he was like I have only two houses. I have my one house in uh, in Texas, and my other house is just for like giving events 
and it's like a $35 million house. I'm like, you got a $35 million house, bruh. Cash. Come on, duh. Come on, son. Like, let me get one mil. <laughs> like, let me, come on. You over here talking like, oh, oh, I'm not, you know, one of those billionaires. Yeah, right. Come on. Billionaires. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, I think that's a good place yeah. to yeah. Right. cut yeah. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys yeah. for being outside. And on that uh-huh. note, we thank you for listening and ask that you click that like button and subscribe to Culture Crawl ATX wherever you listen to your podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and heard something you can take back to your friends and family. Please follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. And remember, you can always find the latest episodes on culturecrawlatx.com.